As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. We hope you didn't fill up on Turkey Day because in MyBookie, the fun is just getting started. This Cyber Monday, MyBookie is giving you a bet one, get one free promotion on the Monday night football games. On Cyber Monday, bet against the spread on the Week 12 Monday night football game, and whatever you wager up to $100, you'll receive that same value back in a risk-free bet for Week 13's Monday night game. MyBookie is the only sports book where you buy one, get one, means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head over to MyBookie.ag this Monday to get in on the exclusive promotion. To set the stage before you redeem that bet one, get one free promotion, why not wager on the biggest matchup for Week 12, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers in a clash of NFC juggernauts. Don't look for either side to hold back. Bet the over and thank me later. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. What's up, guys? Happy Thanksgiving to all my listeners over here in the States, and happy Friday for everybody else overseas and anywhere else around in the world that you may be listening to this Um uh, I guess we should be in a celebratory mood. The Bears finally snapped their five-game losing streak, their first victory since uh, October 10th uh, in Las Vegas against the Steelers. So we almost went two full months uh, without a victory. And, um, you know, thanks to the bye week in there uh, and everything, uh, we still had a, about a week and a half, you know, to, to, get, to get a full two calendar months. But uh, seven weeks is long enough. Uh, to go without a victory, and we barely got it. We barely got it. So this has become, uh, you know, what we had in droves in 2019, a yeah, but kind of victory. You know, it's like, yeah, we won, but it was the Lions, and if the Lions hadn't, you know, just trip kept tripping over their own feet there at the end of the football game, I've never seen a football team hold on to all three timeouts in the fourth quarter only to use them inside of like 10 seconds and to to use penalties back to back to induce a penalty and then <laughs> what what's really funny is that they called four timeouts only one of them was like overridden by Nagy calling a timeout of his own so Dan Campbell actually tried to burn his third and final timeout before he got to burn his third and final uh, timeout. Like it literally came on the heels of them having those penalties back to back in the fourth quarter. And then Campbell's going to call another timeout, but Nagy on the other side beats him to it. And then he later gets to burn that third time. Like I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. And I was uh, uh, DMing with uh, with Jeremy, who was in Detroit at the game, uh, watching this in person. And um, 
Yeah, he's like, yeah, that went about how I expected it to. I don't think he was expecting the Lions and their ineptitude to teach us at home brand new rules or rules that we didn't know existed. I didn't know it was a penalty if you called timeouts back to back. I knew that you I know that you can't do that, but I didn't know that if you actually convince the referee to take the timeout, it's gonna cost you five yards. And it changed the the end of the game there. The Bears had third and nine, and the Lions call back-to-back penalties, get a five-yard penalty, make it third and four, and we can convert on third and four to keep chipping away at the clock so that we drain it down uh, literally to the last second before we kick the field goal to win the game uh, against the Lions. So let me me say one thing before we start giving out the awards because this is going to be quick, I promise. I got a belly full of turkey and potatoes and uh you know we had rice and ribs and stuff my stepmother went all out but um so I just kind of want to get upstairs so I can watch the end of the Buffalo New Orleans game and drift you know drift off to sleep and for this day to be over with um you know it's I've, I've actually seen it a few times online already how Dalton needs to start the rest of the year because he threw for 300 yards. First time a Bear quarterback has thrown for 300 yards today. Okay. Fine. Um, he did do that. Uh, spoiler alert, he is our most valuable Bear today. There was nobody else who could take that from him. Um, however, even with the 300-yard passing game from Andy Dalton and, and all that came with it, all that came with it was... 16 points. So the offense that is more run-centric with Justin Fields with a sprinkling of passes here and there or the pass-centric because we barely ran the ball today. We barely ran the ball. Now, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due with the Lions. They were selling out to stop the run. They obviously were watching film, seeing that was the strongest aspect of our offense. So they were selling out to stop the run, and they did so. Montgomery, 17 carries, only 46 yards today. So they did their their homework and they did their job as far as wanting to slow the Bears down and forcing us to throw. We did a little bit better than I'm sure they expected us to. Dalton, I think, was 26 of 39, somewhere in that area. 317, a touchdown, an interception. We'll talk about the interception, uh, especially uh, tomorrow. But um, there's it's no different as far as the actual output. And this and guys just like we were talking about like oh wait Justin Fields this is his you know his home debut uh, against the Lions we did a lot of great things and it was like yeah but it was the Lions it's like yeah Andy Dalton throws 317 yards it's like yeah but it was the Lions and you only scored 16 points you only scored 16 points so it's just I don't want to hear this nonsense about how Dalton is better for the offense or anything like that. It, it was like watching, you know, it was like watching, you know, Nagy's, uh, you know, Mitch-led offense. Like, the, it was the Saints game all over again. We threw, you know, 40-something passes in this game. We only ran the ball maybe a dozen times all day long. So it's just, it, it was, it's no good. This is not the offense that's going to help us win, especially with the next two games we have coming up against Arizona. And Green Bay. So, you know, Dalton may start next week um, against the Cardinals because of uh, Justin Fields' rib injury. Uh, and because we, we want to be as cautionary as possible with that injury, it may be uh, a couple more weeks before we see 
uh, fields, especially since I, I read today that there actually are small cracks in the ribs. So it isn't just bruised ribs. He actually does have some broken ribs uh, in there. Nothing fractured or anything that's going to take a lot of time. But, you know, for a quarterback that is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, probably want to make sure he's all the way healthy before you come back, before you throw him back in there and make it worse. This is the benefit of having Andy Dalton as our backup quarterback. This is, the, this is the good part of having him around. And actually, also the good part of still having Nick Foles, because God forbid if, uh, if, if Andy Dalton goes down, then we're not throwing some practice squad quarterback, even though that's all, uh, well, he's not a practice squad quarterback. He's just been an inactive quarterback. But we're not throwing some practice squad quarterback who hasn't thrown a pass in five years since he graduated from college out there to lead this offense. So... You know, this is the benefit of handing, having Andy Dalton as still on the roster, having him on the on the uh, on the football team as our backup quarterback. This is the 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 good part of not trading him at the trade deadline, which was talked about, uh, and things like that. It's just that, you know, if if Andy Dalton had come out today through five touchdown passes and we destroyed the Lions, then those that that that, that are out there saying that Andy Dalton should be the starter for the rest of the year or whatever. Then you'd probably have you'd have solid ground to stand on because the defense the offense was nominally better and it was you know it was dominant. We broke the scoreboard on the Lions. We made a joke of this Thanksgiving game. We ran them off the field, and you know they were zero and ten and deserved to be uh, kind of thing. And but it's like the truth of the matter is with all the ineptitude that the Lions displayed today, they were one mistake away from winning their first game of the season today. You know, with Nagy draining the clock literally down to the last second before calling the timeout for Santos to kick the field goal. God forbid if there was a, you know, a, a, a botched snap or, or something like that, something disastrous that it would have been so hilariously <laughs> appropriate for how this season has gone for the Bears. You know, the Lions could have won uh, their first game. Uh, today, so you know, I don't want to hear anything about D- Dalton being the better choice or or anything like that. I absolutely do not want to hear it because it's not true. It's not true. Okay, we are damn lucky to have Andy Dalton in this situation to have him getting us to whatever point in in which Justin Fields is ready to return. But when he's ready to return, he needs to be the starting quarterback back out there learning his trade so he can get the rest of these bumps and lumps and all that kind of stuff. Uh, over with so just put let's just put a stop to that conversation right now Andy Dalton is not our starter Justin Fields is Andy is the backup he's the two and he will be back in his old position when Justin Fields is healthy and ready to go he played well today and I'm happy for that I'm glad this losing streak is over so we don't have to worry about it it's just it's a yeah but victory you know we got the win it doesn't feel like we won it honestly doesn't. It doesn't feel like we won because it was a knockdown drag out with the worst team in football. And we had so many opportunities, especially early on, to put this thing away and, and, and make it a, a dominant win for the Bears. And instead, we had to scr- scratch and claw and fight our way to the very end, literally, to win this football game. And we only scored 16 stinking points to do it. So... Take it for what you will. This does not feel 
like a win. It's a W in the column. The losing streak is over, but it's it's an L everywhere else, literally everywhere else. So anyway, let's go ahead and, and get into this. We have our Bear Up and Bear Down uh, awards. I have one Bear Down award, just one. And that Bear Down award goes to George McCaskey. Number one. Uh, well, you suck, George. Number one. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't like George McCaskey. Uh, he's running this franchise into the ground. And, um, you know, I hope the rumors of Jeff Bezos from Amazon wanting to buy the Bears just to get it away from the McCaskies because Jeff Bezos doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to get his hands dirty when it comes to the day-to-day operations. He's just going to be the one writing the check and hiring the people that make all the decisions. And that is a situation the Bears need to be in, you know, where there are football guys running the football aspect of the organization uh, and things like that. But that's for another time. I give the bear down to George McCaskey because if the rumors from earlier this week were true and that Matt Nagy was going to be fired no matter what today, after the Lions game, and somebody from his off, because that's where it had to come from, if it truly was a leak, that came from McCaskey's office, okay? Or from someone who talked to someone from McCaskey. Nonetheless, that's where the leak started, and it backed McCaskey into a corner that he felt he had to assure the team that their head coach wasn't going to be fired. And, you know, he told the team on Wednesday either like before they got on the plane or when they got on the plane, whatever, going to Detroit on Wednesday night, that uh, Matt Nagy's job was not in jeopardy. He would not be fired and blah, blah, blah. He shouldn't have done that. He should have stayed quiet. Just let it be the mess that it was, man. Because now, publicly, how's it going to look? If, in fact, the, the Bears screwed around and lost this football game today, why would you keep Nagy? Why? Honestly, especially staring down the barrel of Arizona and Green Bay the next two weeks? Give me a break. What was six games is going to be eight. We'll be three and ten before that. You know, if we lost today, instead we're going to be four and nine. And we'll have our official, our first official losing uh, season under Nagy. And then, you know, what's the point? What is the point of keeping him around? We know, we know he's not going to be back in 2022. You just can't do it. You can't. So why say anything? Especially after today's performance? You're going to sit there and tell me, this is the guy you want leading this team to finish out the year when the NFL has put rules in place that you can get a jump start on your head coaching search. You can get a jump. You can start interviewing candidates before the season is over, and you're going to pass up that opportunity just to save face. No, no way. Okay, your your gut instinct was right. If that's true, and this began on Monday, and then the leak kind of quashed it, or you know, squashed it, or whatever, then the bear down goes to him. So I just, it's inexcusable. It's like why would you why would you do that? Why would you why would you why? 
It, it's clear. It is so clear he's not coming back next year. Now, the only thing that could possibly save his job, that could possibly save his job is if the Bears went out. And after we what we did today, you think we have a shot against Arizona or Green Bay or Minnesota, for that matter. You know, and we got to go on the road to Seattle. We're home for the Giants. It's like it's it's not going to happen. We're not going to win the next six games. It's just not going to happen. He's not our future. You know, just like saying, you know, why why is this, why is starting Andy Dalton a bad idea? Number one, because we're not playing for anything right now. And number two, Justin Fields is the future, so we need to get him out there to find out what he can do, what he can't do, what we need to work on, what we need to build on for 2022. And he can only do that on the field. He cannot do that in learning and carrying a clipboard, wearing a ball cap on the sidelines. He's got to be on the field. So anyone who says Dalton needs to be starting for the rest of the year, A, is delusional, and B, is not seeing the whole the big picture, not looking at the big picture. The Bears, this team is going Nowhere. We are going nowhere in 2021. The season is over. So just stop with that. It's over. Dalton is the future. We need to be thinking about 2022 uh, at this point. So McCaskey had a chance. He could have just, I mean, they, they muddled this situation so badly. I mean, he should get a bear down for that just to, on that alone. But for, for them not immediately coming out and disputing it, for them staying quiet for two whole days after, after that, and because um, the rumors started on Monday, and then they became, then all of a sudden there were sources and stuff on Tuesday, and that's when Nagy was confronted with the questions in the press conferences uh, and whatnot. But that rumor surfaced on Monday. So this thing started from the very beginning that on Monday he learned you know, the rumor was that Matt Nagy was told on Monday, Thursday's his last game, and that he will not be the coach after that. They're going to take advantage of the mini-buy to, to get the, you know, the remaining coaches in the team ready to go for the final six games of the season with an interim coach looking forward to 2022. But, you know, they didn't come out and immediately give their vote of support. They waited basically 48 hours and they still haven't done it publicly. They did it privately in front of the team, and then that leaked out as well. So they screwed this up all the way from the beginning, and because they handled it the way that they did, if you were a coach watching this from the outside and you're possibly interested in the Bears' job, would you want to come to Chicago after watching the way that they handled this? Yeah, me neither. So... The, the, you know, seeing Justin Fields and, and, and the possibilities of what you could do with him and, and the, the little bit of young talent that we have around him still wouldn't be enticing enough when the people running the show are the biggest idiots that you've ever seen. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a good look. So, I mean, they handled it so badly that they kind of painted themselves into a corner that uh, luckily they have this we don't fire coaches midseason thing that they can kind of lean on as the reason for hanging on to Nagy and letting him finish the season when nothing up to this, I mean, even including winning this football game, nothing shows that Nagy should finish the season. The fact that we had to struggle and fight 
and claw and scratch our way to literally the last second of this football game to get by, to squeak by the 0-9-1 Lions is everything you need to know about who who Nagy is and, and how this football team is just struggling. And it, it needs to be freed and moved on to somebody else. So bear down, George McCaskey. All right, so that's done. Let's take a quick break to our mid uh, to our mid show sponsors, and then we'll come back with our bear ups and close this thing out on a positive note because we actually did win today. <laughs> this episode of the Bear Stock Underground is brought to you by my bookie. We hope you didn't fill up on Turkey Day because in my bookie the fun is just getting started. This Cyber Monday, my bookie is giving you a bet one get one free promotion on the Monday night football games. On Cyber Monday, bet against the spread on the Week Twelve Monday night football game, and whatever you wager up to a hundred dollars, you'll receive that same value back in a risk free bet for Week Thirteen's Monday night game. My bookie is the only sports book where you buy one, get one means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head over to mybookie.ag this Monday to get in on the exclusive promotion. To set the stage before you redeem that bet one, get one free promotion, why not wager on the biggest matchup for Week 12, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers in a clash of NFC juggernauts. Don't look for either side to hold back. Bet the over and thank me later. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD, as in sports drink, to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. (laughs) This episode is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Guys, the Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every single day and have a chance to be featured on your favorite podcast like this one. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join my group. Follow me at Larry D-E-E. It's, uh, I don't know why they didn't let me use D period, but they didn't. So follow me at Larry D-E-E to be notified when my room goes live every Wednesday, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, and join me when we go live every Wednesday night at Club 34-7. <laughs> so let's get to the bear up portion of this bear up, bear down uh, episode. Because despite my bitching and belly aching, we actually did win the football game today, so... How about we act like it for a little while while we close this one out uh, and, uh, you know, and move on to uh, for the remainder of the uh, season. So I only have four awards to give out uh, today. Uh, Let's give bear up to Robert Quinn. Uh, Another sack uh, today, number 11 uh, on the season, which is fantastic. He is uh, in great position to break Richard Dent's single-season franchise uh, sack record, which is 17 uh, and a half. I think he set that one back in like 88 or something. Like Richard Dent was a beast, man. 
He is a worthy Hall of Fame uh, inductee for sure. It was such an, a savage too. Eighth round draft pick back in '83, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, there was Richard Dent. Man, all he did was sack the quarterback. Man, he was a bad dude. And um, but Robert Quinn uh, has been performing very, very well, even in the absence of Khalil Mack, which sadly will have to endure uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, always makes some good hustle plays uh, as well, and um, but he just had the one sack today, which actually resulted in a sack fumble thanks to Travis Travis Gibson. I always call him Travis. Travis with an E. Travis Gibson. Bear up to Travis Gibson for creating that uh, turnover by Peanut punching the ball out of Jared Goff's hands, and this was deep in Lions territory, but of course because Nagy is our head coach and uh, it's his offense that we're running, nothing came of it. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. No points, no nothing um, came of the turnover. But it was a hell of a play at a time that it was uh, needed. Uh, You know, the Bears' uh, second week in a row forcing a turnover now. So hopefully this is a trend that we'll see continue its way through the season. Because before we got the interception from – from Tashawn Gibson uh, against the Ravens on Sunday, it had been five weeks, um, five games at least, since the Bears' defense had generated a turnover. So it's like we had the turnover on special teams, the scoop and score against the Steelers, and then uh, the Ravens' game was our first legitimate defensive turnover since the Raider game in week five, which was also, for those keeping score at home, the last time we won a football game. But sadly our defense let us down um, <laughs> let us down at the end like they had four out of the last five games. Um, I guess that was one thing that maybe we should give a bear up to Matt Nagy for today was that the, uh, you know, to, to Nagy and this clock management and to, to, to laser and just to the offense in general. Bear up to them for hanging on to the ball for the final, I forget how long the drive actually was, but we ate up what was left of the fourth quarter clock to score the, the game-winning field goal so that we couldn't put the game back in the defense's hands because as wonderfully as they played last week against the Ravens, six sacks, only nine points going into the final two minutes of the game, they still gave up the critical touchdown that lost it for us uh, and things like that. So bear up to the offense for not giving the ball back to the defense so that we could stand on how well the defense played, holding the Lions to 14 points. Uh, Jared Goff under 200 yards passing. You know, the, the Lions still ran the ball fairly well, but they didn't dominate it with, the you know, they just couldn't really get anything going offensively uh, enough to the point where, well, I mean, let's face it, they almost won the game, so... They almost, 14 points was almost enough for them. But, uh, you know, bear up to the offense for not putting it back in the defense's hands and letting the Lions win their first game of the year by charging down the field and kicking their game-winning field goal uh, to uh, continue our losing streak. It, w- it, it would have been beautifully appropriate if that's how it happened for, for the Bears to, to get the lead late. And um, but thanks to Dan Campbell mismanaging all of his timeouts and burning it. Remember, I said he was gonna he could have he called a total of four timeouts, but because of Nagy uh, beating him to the punch one time, he got a fourth chance to burn that third timeout. So uh, yeah, it was 
Oof, it's got to be. I feel bad for Jeremy's. Like that's that's how your team with holding the lead and all that kind of stuff. That's how they manage that. Dear God. But um, yeah. So bear up to Quinn. Bear up to Gibson. Bear up to the offense for hanging on to the ball and not giving the defense a chance to, or the secondary more 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 specifically. That's who killed us last week, giving them a chance to uh, blow the lead uh, for us or blow the game for us. And uh, bear up to Darnell Mooney, uh, another 100-plus yard uh, performance. I think he outdid last week's uh, total uh, against the uh, Ravens. He had 121 yards uh, receiving in that ball game, And uh, I think he had that going into the fourth quarter today. So let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, stats for the game, Darnell Mooney. Huh, five Five catches, 123 yards. I thought he did better than that. I don't I don't recollect him losing yardage. I don't know. Maybe they just messed up on the uh but a much better ratio. Less last week it was 16 targets, only five catches. This week it was five catches on eight targets. Now, granted, he legitimately dropped two of those passes, so he's still got to work on that. But it's not you had five targets, but triple the amount of targets. You had five catches on triple the amount of targets. That's that's a bad ratio. But um, while I'm looking at it, uh, Demir Bird, 42 yards receiving today. How about that? Jimmy Graham with the touchdown. Bear up, Jimmy Graham. First touchdown uh, of the year. Uh, it was a great play. Ran down the middle of the seam. Good throw from Dalton. Put the Bears on the board um, early on, or in the second quarter, I should say. Gave us the lead at the moment, 10-7. to 7. Um, Cole Komet, eight catches, 65 yards, so that was nice. But, um, you know, uh, Mooney with 123 yards, second straight game in a, in a row where he's done that. And um, no touchdowns for him this week, though. And then finally, uh, bear up to our most valuable bear for the week, Andy Dalton, uh, 317 yards passing. He had the touchdown. Did have that interception uh, in the red zone. Because, uh, like I said, you'll hear me talk about it in knee-jerk reactions tomorrow how um, this was the 49er game all over again. It was the 49er game all over again to where we went into the half up 13-7. to Like, we were losing 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. We rattled off those 13 points um, in the third in the second quarter, and we had, like, four opportunities to score in the third quarter. Like, every drive we had in the second quarter should have generated points. Like if Dalton, like say it was an incomplete pass, then we have 16 because we kick another field goal uh, against the Lions uh, there. But it was just, it was like the 49er game all over again where our inability to close and put the ball in the end zone was the reason that the Lions were able to take the lead in the third quarter when they scored uh, their other touchdown. Just like when, you know, here we are, we're, we're, we're moving the ball down the field. We look efficient. We look sharp on offense, but we just can't finish it. We keep kicking field goals and settling uh, for them. And then one play gets the 49ers back in the football game, and they never look back. And that's pretty much how this felt. It's just like, okay, well, look at us. We only scored 13 points with four red zone trips uh, in the second quarter, and now the Lions are winning this football game. And they held the lead literally to the last second of the game before Santos uh, kicked the field goal. So, you know, that is no bueno. But Andy Dalton, 317 yards. That touchdown was – that touchdown drive was awesome. 
the deep ball to to Mooney for about forty something yards, and then I think it was like a twenty three yard touchdown pass uh, to Jimmy Graham uh, down the seam uh, for the touchdowns. Like two plays, sixty nine yards, and literally like fifty two seconds. Uh, off the clock it's like okay we made that look damn easy how come we just can't I know you're not going to be able to do that every single time but Jesus man when you make it look that easy why is it why why didn't we see that for the rest of the game you know not on every play but why didn't we take a shot it's not like the Lions were breathing down our neck with their pass rush there really was no pass rush uh, from the Lions. I think they just had the one sack today and the other times it's like Dalton threw for 317 yards today the first time a Bear quarterback has thrown for 300 yards this season. So, anyway. So, but, you know, hell of a job from Andy Dalton. Um, this, this is why you have an Andy Dalton on your team. This is why, you know, I think I would like the Bears to bring Andy Dalton back next year if he doesn't find an opportunity somewhere, somewhere else so that, God forbid, something happens to Justin Fields, we get Andy Dalton coming off the bench and we can feel secure about who's uh, who's who's out there, who's taking over, and and all that kind of stuff. You know, he stepped up and got it done against Baltimore, and the defense let us down last week. And then uh, today, 317 yards. Uh, it's not his fault that they just kept calling passing plays uh, over and over instead of running the football uh, a bit more. But uh, you know, he got it done today, and the Bears got it done today, despite how I'm feeling about it. We got the win. The losing streak is over. And now we can move on to the final six games of the year. Close out this third quarter of the season next week at home against the Cardinals and then on the road on Sunday night football for the first of back-to-back national TV dates. So three out of four games were on national TV. Today on Thanksgiving, we're home for a regular noon kickoff against the Cardinals next week. But then it's back-to-back Sunday night football in Lambeau against the Packers, and then fast forward to Monday Night Football against the Vikings, which I know is your guys' favorite time of year to listen to the show because that is the week that I will bitch and moan and complain because the Chicago Pumpkins will be replacing the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football because we'll be wearing those goddamn orange jerseys against the Vikings uh, that second week in December. So, Looking forward to that like I'm looking forward to my next root canal. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> that is going to do it for the Bear Up and Bear Down show for week number 12. Uh, come on back tomorrow, and uh, we'll do the deep dive review. We have knee-jerk reactions and uh, some of my other thoughts about the uh, season. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, crying tears of joy to hear the Bears fired Nagy anyway because we look like a bunch of incompetent fools against the football team that was constantly tripping over its own feet and nearly beat us anyway. Like I, I just don't get what hanging on to Nagy does for us. I don't get it. So, anyway, come on back tomorrow. We'll do the deep dive review with knee-jerk reactions and everything else in between. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.